Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio and happy National Physical Therapy Month. I'm Jason Bellamy. Today, our tour of inspirational physical therapy success stories continues with Barry Cuna, a dentist from Lexington, Massachusetts, who had suffered through the discomfort of neck arthritis for so long that he'd grown to begrudgingly accept his constant headaches and steady diet of aspirin. Barry had tried all the treatments out there, or so we thought, but his daughter convinced him to give physical therapy a chance. This time, the results were immediate and noticeable. Barry is joined on our show today by his physical therapist, Glenda Dario, who has since also treated Barry for elbow pain. As you'll hear, Barry's story reveals the thin line that often exists between accepting pain and finding relief. It's a reminder to never give up when it comes to improving your health and quality of life. With that, here's our interview with Barry Cuna and Glenda Dario. So Barry, tell me about the aches and pains that brought you to physical therapy in the first place. Actually, I had two issues that were affecting me. One was a very recent one, which was a little tendonitis in my elbow, both inside and outside, I guess medial and lateral, they call it. But the chronic one I had was neck pain. And I've been diagnosed with a little bit of arthritis in my neck. And what it leads to is a very limited motion, especially moving my neck to my right side. And then even when I did that, with quite a bit of discomfort. And I'd been to numerous places before. I've, I've tried just about everything acupressure or acupuncture. I've gone to other physical therapists. I've been to massage therapy, and I went to a chiropractor as well, and with pretty much no difference in, first of all, long-term, and second of all, even immediate. I would often leave those sessions actually feeling worse. I remember thinking if I had a headache, I'd leave at least with no headache, and I remember going in with no headaches and sometimes leaving with a bad headache, and I wasn't really thinking that I needed to go to physical therapy again because I just thought it was kind of a, a lost cause. My daughter, however, being a daughter and also a physical therapist, told me that I need to really address this. And so she had really had terrific confidence in Glenn and, and HDPT and told me to show up there. So I did. I made the appointment. And I guess the first thing I noticed was that I actually left there feeling great. And it was the first time I've ever gone to a, a physical therapist feeling really, really good afterwards. And not only that, but I had a lot more mobility in my neck. And I noticed actually even from the first visit how much less headaches I was getting. And uh, what was good is that I was continuing with some exercises as well to try to keep it going. But in a very short period, which I didn't think was even going to happen, I didn't think they was going to be able to stop going to see the physical therapist for the neck pain because I thought that was going to just be something that was going to continue to come back because of my occupation. But I, I noticed that after, I guess it was about three months, I guess, of therapy, two to three months, I finally said, you know what? I think we're done with the neck. It's feeling great. It feels good from session to session, from week to week. With the, uh, the exercises that they were giving me, I was able to pretty much maintain a status quo with the neck problem. So that was great. And with the elbow, same. it was so bad I couldn't even pick up a milk carton when I first had it. And again, through just a number of sessions with them, I finally got to the point where I was able to, to stop therapy with them as well. So it was just amazing to me because, like I said, I've been going through literally 20 or 30 years of, of trying to deal with this and gone through different venues and different people and never had anything done. And this was the first time and I really had some real terrific relief from it. So let's go back and talk about the neck pain a little bit. I mean, you mentioned the range of motion was less. You, you mentioned headaches. How was this affecting your life and for how long? Oh, it affected my life forever. <laughs> I mean, it's been affecting my life for 25, 30 years, easy. Constant headaches. I was taking aspirin four or five, six times a week. Now I'm down to about once a week. 
and that's caused by other things because they, I guess, also get headaches from allergies and certain food allergies and certain other things. But pretty much the occupational part of it has gone away. I don't need to take it for that. So a huge difference in terms of the quality of my life. It's been terrific. And was it preventing you from doing your job? Was it just making your job difficult? Luckily for me, because I'd lived with it for so long, I just kind of learned to live with it. I never really lost work from it, per se, but it certainly made it a lot more uncomfortable working some days when I had some bad headaches. When you went in to get your elbow treated, obviously you'd have the positive experience with your neck pain, but when you had gone through all that trial and error with with all the various other kinds of treatments and everything all those years, you'd learn to live with it on a range of 1 to 10, 10 being a very positive result. What was your hope for what was possible? I thought of five. You know, again, I'd gone through this for many years. Not like I didn't try. I really did try to, to do things, and I went to different experiences thinking that maybe this one would, would work, you know, going to carving, maybe that would work. And so I really wasn't expecting a lot. And like I said, even, I think Clinton was probably laughing because even after that first session, I went, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. I just had already 20% more mobility in my neck right off the bat. Whatever he did, he just opened up those cervical areas just automatically. That first visit, I was very hopeful that I was going to get complete relief. So, Glenn, that leads to you. What do you remember about that first visit, and what did you determine was the problem, and what was the initial steps toward working toward a solution? When Barry first came in, he had a complaint of the long-term neck pain and medial elbow pain, lateral elbow pain, so I thought we were going to have our hands full a little bit, kind of working on three separate areas, even though it's one elbow, kind of two separate problems going on there. He had pretty restricted cervical range of motion. As uh, he said earlier, he was really restricted, moving to the right and more right-sided pain. And then with his elbow, he had a lot of pain gripping, wrist flexion activities, as well as extension activities. So there was a lot going on from day one. But after getting my hands on him a little bit and working on evaluating him, it was some poor uh, cervical facet mobility, elbow restriction, soft tissue restrictions. And it was all stuff that I've seen before that usually responds well to therapy. So despite him having a long history of the neck pain, I thought it was definitely something we could work on and get some positive results from. With the elbow, it wasn't as long, so I felt like we'd definitely be able to secure that one as well. So when you go about treating the neck, what are some of the things you did? What are some of the things you asked Barry to do? Upon the evaluation, we just generally looked at his general range of motion in every plane, some palpation to see if there was any abnormal muscular tone throughout his neck and upper back, joint play assessment from suboccipitals down to mid and lower thoracic area, and also some movement screen, seeing how his shoulders were moving, how his scapulas were moving, and there was quite a bit of difference there as well that I noticed just basic shoulder elevation into flexion and abduction on that right side was a lot of overcompensation of his upper trap. So I thought that was playing a big part in why it was more right-sided pain and restriction. So I thought that would be something we could definitely address and would make a big difference. So was the treatment plan, did he need things stretched? Did he need inflammation relieved? Did he need strengthening? Was it a combination of all of the above, or, or was there sort of one thing that you focused on? Out of the gate, I thought he needed more hands-on, more manual for uh, stretching, range of motion, and pain relief. And then kind of my normal progression for people who come in with similar symptoms try to restore that range of motion and, and control the pain a bit. And then as that's happening, we start adding in more and more self-stretching and self-exercise so he can maintain that on his own, and, you know, with the goal being that he doesn't need me anymore. Barry, you mentioned the, the initial relief you felt, that you felt better walking out than, than you had walking in. What else do you remember about those first sessions? Well, the first thing I noticed was how quickly he was able to literally put his hands on exactly where the pain was coming from. He knew that that was the spot, and that, that was pretty impressive. I'd never had that happen before in both the elbow and in the neck. That made me feel real good, actually. Like I said, I'd, I'd never had anybody kind of really just I just a general overall 
approach to, to these problems, but I've never had one specifically kind of hit what seemed to me anyways to be the real specifics point of my pain. I'd mentioned it to them many times, but they seemed to kind of either disregard what I was saying, which I, which I didn't really like, or they went on to something else, and, and, and Glenn just really listened. And, and when I said, that's it, he says, okay, yeah, and, and, and he was able to really, really work at that on that one area. And I think that's the reason why I, I finally felt so much better, because he, he really hit exactly where the problem was, and uh, it made a, made a big difference. When you took things home, continued the therapy yourself, what kind of things were you doing? Mostly stretching exercises. There were several stretching exercises. Luckily, I have one of those foam pads at home, which he had me doing some of my shoulder stretches on. So that was that was easy because I could do that right in front of the TV set, which is super. But a lot of them I do uh, right in my office, which is great. Between patients, I can go back to my office and just do some neck stretches and things like that. That makes a huge difference as well. Even during the day, if I can kind of feel myself getting a little bit tense, getting a little bit stiff, I can go back and do these exercises, and it's amazing how much of a difference that makes. So that by keeping it in control and not letting it get out of control again, I've been able to manage it since I've, since I've left there, which is great. Glenn, this is a story of physical improvement, but what the other thing that's coming through here is the kind of the, that emotional improvement as well. How often do you see people like Barry who come in who sort of feel hopeless at the end of the line, they've tried everything, and, and what do you do to try and sort of reinstill that hope that things can get better, that you don't have to settle for just living with pain? tough to say how many we feel like that, but it's a good amount, I'd like to say. You know, the patients who come in with no hope or they've tried therapy before and had poor results, I, I feel like it's almost, you know, an additional challenge for me. I, I almost kind of like it. I think it's just delivering a, an accurate diagnosis from day one and pointing out, you know, what their flaws are and, and being very specific on the areas we're going to address. I think it instills confidence in them from day one, but then the proof, you know, really comes out in, in your treatment. And those first few treatments are pretty crucial. If you can get them feeling better in those first one or three visits, I think they're going to have good compliance and stick with it. And they're going to see the difference and start feeling, you know, like there is more hope or, or this is different this time and they can make a change in quality of life. And can you talk about that a little bit? That's one of the unique things about physical therapy. You know, you sit in the dentist chair, you're basically a passive patient. You come into physical therapy, you're definitely not passive. I mean, how crucial is it to have someone who is willing to take ownership and participate in their own recovery? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That is hugely important because there's some patients that I'm sure we've all seen that no matter what you do, they're not going to stretch at home or, or be compliant with their home exercise program, and that really is, you know, probably more than half of it, their overall attitude and as far as being disciplined and, you know, taking what you say and actually doing it on their own time, which will make a huge difference in their treatment. And some people just don't, for whatever reason, take that message home. Those are the type of patients who they get relief during the session, and then it, they're not going to get the long-term effect, though. So, But the other half of that is seeing if you have someone and you can't convert them because they're getting positive results in the clinic, then they might be more likely to actually comply with what you're telling them to do on their own time. But if there is that give and take there, you know, the, the patient has to be proactive as well to kind of get that long-term successful result. The neck pain that he had, the elbow pain that he had, it was debilitating in both cases. Neck pain especially lived with it for a long time. But relatively for you from a treatment perspective, were these extreme cases or were these things you sort of see every day that are the exact kind of cases that people don't need to live with that kind of pain and just need to be proactive about seeking help? I wouldn't say extreme as far as dysfunction. And we see similar cases like this all the time. And what I see and hear a lot of with the arthritis diagnosis that patients get from their doctors or after they have an x-ray is they think there's nothing. Well, arthritis is, is arthritis. There's nothing anybody can do for that. And they don't understand that 
you know, what a difference joint mobilization can make and soft tissue, you know, mobilization can make and being compliant with some stretching and exercising and improving your posture, how all that adds up to making a, a pretty significant difference in the quality of how you move and the quality of how you approach everyday activities. So, Barry, in the end, how different is your life today than it was before you started doing physical therapy? It's tremendously different because my aspirin bottle stays on my desk now and doesn't need to be refilled as often. You're taking much, much fewer aspirin, which also was an unexpected result in having less stomach problems now than I was before as well, because I was taking quite a few, quite a few aspirin before. So that part of it has, has, has really made a huge difference. I guess what it's also done is I wasn't the most compliant person before with those other therapies, but again, I think the reason was because I wasn't, I didn't really feel like I got any relief from it. So I, I thought that, you know, doing something at home wasn't going to make any difference if I, they couldn't do anything for me at the, uh, in the office. But again, having, having been through the therapy, it's really enforced the, the need for me to continue exercises. And if I want to continue to feel as good as I do now, I've got to, I got to keep that up. So, yeah, it's made a tremendous difference and uh, great, great experience. Barry Glenn, thank you so much. Thank hey, you. Thank you very pleasure. much. Appreciate the opportunity. To hear more patient stories like this one, subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us at Move Forward PT on Twitter and Facebook. A final reminder that Barry's story might not be indicative of all physical therapy experiences and input from our guests is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about National Physical Therapy Month and treatment by a physical therapist at MoveForwardPT.com. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at MoveForwardPT.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com slash radio.